0: Oh man!
1: Well, well, well. <laughs> what
0: happened last night?
1: Here we are. Holy uh, cow! So, coming off the first round of the draft, and you know, at least unlike other years, there was there's nothing to talk about after after this.
0: It's the most boring draft I've I seen. Know. I think.
1: No, uh, no drama. Nope. No, uh, no intrigue. Yeah. No, no, no curveballs. No, no curveballs, nothing unexpected no, at all. Yeah.
0: Uh, so, I guess we'll just let's, end it here. Let's, we don't, you
1: know what? Um, thanks for listening. Yeah. That was uh, our recap of the our shortest the first podcast round. ever. And this is the only way we can keep it under an hour <laughs> is if we stop at the first two minutes. <laughs> um,
0: well, we are going to try to keep this short because it is just the, the, first, just the round. first round. And so, there, you know, we're, I, I think there shouldn't be that much. Talk. There is a lot to talk about, right. but we're going to try to keep it short. So, um, I think the
1: things we're going to try to address are mm-hmm. the obvious um, left tackle in the room uh the, uh it's the size of
0: an elephant he's
1: giant uh That's this whole dyke. our our take on this whole laramie Tunsil situation i don't think we need to spend too much time supplying background i'm pretty sure everyone is versed on what's going on yeah it's
0: being talked it's to death, to death
1: so. everywhere so we'll touch on it give our two cents and then move on to just kind of the overall um perspective from you know the taking the two quarterbacks up at the top uh, how do we feel about that? um a lot of trades happen, people moving up and down mm-hmm. the first round uh our our take on that, and then you know if we uh if we feel so inclined, maybe like who's still out there that uh, could be worth taking and you know the early second round stuff like that yeah sure
0: um so, yeah it's yeah i can't wait to talk about some football, but first let 's get this Tunsil stuff out of the way, so I think everybody kind of knows what what went down, yeah I mean two. Two uh, kind of social media posts that really just threw everybody for a loop, um, and it's—I don't know. I, do you feel do you feel sad for the guy? Do you I, feel I do. like he, does he have some responsibility in this? Like, what's where do you fall on that?
1: Uh, I mean, uh, like yes to both uh, in terms of those questions. I, I feel bad for him. Mm-hmm. Um, that's for sure. Uh, he has accountability, of course, because you know you hate to say it in this type of like setting, really, or, or to just kind of where we are with. Um, the world of sports and social media and how they're all intertwined. But, like, you got to know that, you know, he's been talked about going as one of the higher draft picks, if not the first pick, mm-hmm. for better part of the last two years. And I get that that video is older. So mm-hmm. um, that I kind of take with a grain of salt. Well, we're the...
0: taking his word at that. I mean... That's true. You know, um, like, it if it's... If it was since he was at Old Miss, I mean, he, yeah. you know, he he passed all of his drug tests at Old Miss, right? Old Miss, right? right. Old, like, old Miss, <laughs> whatever. Like I'm an old man. Yeah. <laughs> um But uh, but you know, if it's if it really is five years old or something, it's like something he did in high school. Then, you know, I mean, yeah. Is it that I mean, big of a deal? Like if he's passing all his drug tests, yeah. he may have just gotten really good at passing drug tests too.
1: That's it's possible. But it's possible.
0: that would serve him well in the NFL.
1: May, I mean, clearly. <laughs> clearly um, but I, I guess my my whole take on it is. If it's from when he says it is, yeah. then, you know, yeah, you've got to think about, okay, maybe I'm going to play in the NFL someday. But, I mean, if you're an 18-year-old kid when you're doing this, or 19 years old, I mean,
0: yeah.
1: if, uh, as far as background checks can go for, for guys like us, right. I mean, I'm sure if they went as far back as 18, you know, we'd be under some scrutiny as well yeah. in terms of stuff that we, you know, shouldn't have been doing or, or anything like that. So, I don't fault him for that. Um, I fault him for not having secure passwords. Yeah, for in, sure. In an in age where you need to do that, um,
0: or I mean, if he's saying he was hacked, but this you hacked know,
1: can mean different things, right?
0: Yeah, and it's it's kind of people, it's it's, it's maybe even a deliberately vague term to use for right. what happened, right? Like, right. The, there could be somebody that he that he trusts to manage this stuff for him who's deliberately sabotaging him, yeah, or a parent who has access to these things, right? right. Or, um, like, because you know, there's this all this turmoil with him and his stepdad. Yeah, was, like the lawsuit last week and everything. So. And rumors about domestic abuse and things like it, it could be a very serious, very messed up situation. Yeah, um, it's very messed up at it, in one level for sure, which is that it costs the kid probably ten million dollars yeah. for his first contract. We've right? heard
1: different numbers, somewhere between eight and ten million in terms of million getting, dollars in terms of getting drafted at least number six yeah. at the at the lowest. Yeah, where you probably could have gone anywhere from you know four to six or sorry, um, five or six. Mm-hmm. Uh, once the Chargers decided to not go offensive line, mm-hmm. you knew Dallas wasn't. So that set up either yeah. b- Baltimore or Jacksonville was going to go offensive mm-hmm. line. Mm-hmm. Um, he ends up going 13, uh, which sort of paints the picture as to how crazy this was because they were talking about this guy going number one if Tennessee was going to stay there. Yeah. So.
0: That's so a pretty. Uh, that's a big drop. It's,
1: it's a big drop, and and all that considered, I mean, the the comment that uh, obviously as all this was going on, we both were watching the draft together and. Just you know, combing through Twitter for more information or for other insights yeah, and stuff like that. So crazy, yeah. One of the um, retweets that I saw was just from one of the people in the green room, uh, a writer for I can't remember which pub- uh, publication, but said, you know, um, he was talking to a GM just a minute ago, and the GM's insight was, you know, with Tunsil, it's not just about this video. Mm-hmm. It's it's not just about his stepdad. It's about mm-hmm. we don't know what's going to happen next with this guy. Right, uh, right, what kind of gravity that situation is going to have, I think. So I think. Or the
0: next stupid thing he might do. That, that, like, all yeah. that, all yeah.
1: that is inclusive, right? Of yeah. like what next decision is going to be poor, mm-hmm. what next situation he's just going to find himself in. All of those things are part of why he started slipping down the draft board. Yeah. Um, the timing of which the video came out certainly didn't help. obviously. Oh, no. <laughs> because like you know.
0: Well, yeah, it spooked. It spooked some teams. I think, yeah, Right. And it, it had to have. Because you know the Ravens took a tackle. A, that's six, right. right? So they, you know, they maybe legitimately they had uh, Stanley graded above him. Yeah. Um, and you know, in some teams, you know, they're every team has a different evaluation process. They're yeah. looking for different things. So yeah. that may not have been where he slipped. But it, you know, the t- Titans took one at eight too. So it's like,
1: that I think that was the real indication yeah, that people that start were getting slide, scared yeah. away from this. Yep. Yeah. Um, for the Titans to trade back up for a tackle specifically. Yeah. And you know, it would have been such a perfect like situation for them to be like we could take oh, yeah. taken this guy at one yeah trade back get all ton of picks trade back up get the guy we wanted at one and yeah. go two for essentially
0: yeah, yeah um
1: would have been this but they
0: took somebody but else they took
1: another tackle yeah granted i still think a very good one
0: yeah but, for sure um obviously, you know yeah. not
1: talked about in the same kind of ether that uh, mm-hmm. that that tonsil was so um
0: yeah i don't know i mean to me so so yeah i agree with everything you've said you've said it's just um like, to me, the, the thing that's the saddest about this whole situation is, like, who who's advising this kid, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. He's, you know, 22, 23 years old or whatever he is. There's so many 22. pieces to this, right? Yeah. And like, the, if the, you know, there was that statement that the, the agent supposedly put out on Twitter that was just ridiculous. It was, it was looks like something like... It was out of control. I, not to get political. Something yeah. Donald Trump would say. Right.
1: <laughs> it was out of control. Yeah. It was
0: just, you know, like, blaming Silicon Valley and, yeah. like, we're... He's glad to have the opportunity to bring these, like, cybersecurity issues to light. It's like, I, no, 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 no. That's,
1: <laughs> is already well on the forefront of yeah, the I news. Think, so, yeah, like,
0: I don't think Larry, Laramie Tunsil was bringing that issue yeah. out. But, you know, the, that... I think Laramie should probably sue his agent for negligence in this case because the guy, he should have had his stuff locked down and he should have just handled... He should have, Even if the stuff... Even if, if, even if it still happened, because, yeah. you know, anyone can get hacked. It's actually... It's not you know, we're all in a lot of cyber danger at all times, we just don't know it. But that the way that they that the agent handled it or didn't handle it? I mean, he was kind of non-existent and then this weird thing comes out on Twitter and it's like, yeah, I, I don't I, I almost I almost don't believe that that's true. It I was think, so out there.
1: Agreed. I think both of us were sort of sitting that sitting there yesterday saying that like, where's this guy's agent to help yeah. him out? Through yeah. this to be and like, why is he in a press conference? To be like, no questions, not yeah. right now. Yeah. We need to sort some things so out. A, damage it's a, it's control. It's been a crazy
0: night. We're just going to
1: Whatever you want to call it. So yeah, we need do to take that. a little time to And uh, yeah. and you know, like where was he? And then know, to yeah. be completely invisible throughout mm-hmm. that process. Then to just come out with this, like, crazy statement. And yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. I don't know, is he better off not having his agent if that's the kind of statement he's coming out with? Well, that's what I told like,
0: you last night. It was, like, he, he needs somebody like Rosenhaus or somebody who's...
1: Like a power agent. Yeah, going
0: to, like, handle yeah. the situation, yeah. you know? Instead like, of him ending up by himself in front of a bunch of reporters. It's I like,
1: mean, draft picks, you know, when they make their way back to, like, their team facilities and stuff like that, like or, or there's usually, like, some representation of the team that selects them, like, there at the draft. And yeah, there's yeah. some. There's always some, like internal interviews going on right like yeah. uh, of or just reactions right that's not what we saw we saw a whole, whole press conference happening yesterday. yeah
0: and, and maybe the press conference i mean you know like oh our first round pick and the team wants to kind of celebrate that right that's fine the somebody should have said any questions about anything other than football and you just say you know what tonight we're going to talk about football yeah i you know i need i need some time to kind of figure out even what's going on yeah but let's if we don't if you have football questions i'm happy to answer them yeah just somebody just told him that. Yeah. He went in there with a message, right? His message was right. what was it like uh Yeah, was, that stuff's crazy, but you know, I'm really blessed to be here or something. But this this wasn't quite enough. You know, he needed right. to have a, like a somebody telling him what the line was that he couldn't couldn't cross to talk
1: about, right. yeah. In in a sense of that look we always talk about this. You know, we wish people would be more up front. We wish people would be um, you know, uh, football players especially would be mm. able to like just talk more about mm. stuff like this is this this is uh, you know, something that kind of gets brought up here and there uh, in terms of like, oh, uh, these interviews where they don't really say anything, but they, you know, like, this is the perfect time for them to not say anything. Like, that would have been yeah. ideal <laughs> yeah. is to just not say anything. Yeah. He'd um, be a lot better off today. Yeah. And, well, and the, you know, well, there's, there's all this controversy just... with
0: the Ole Miss program now right. that they're, you know, because of the Instagram thing about him maybe taking money from coaches. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it's a huge mess. And I, I feel bad for the kid because it's supposed to be this great night. So he, probably made some decisions to put himself in these situations. I mean obviously, he, you know, he that's him in the video smoking pot. Yeah. Which isn't the end of the world. I mean, we're in Oregon right now. It's legal right. here.
1: Yeah. It's not not legal in
0: Mississippi, yeah. but you know whatever. Like it's it's not, you know, that's not the biggest moral flaw or something, right? right? Um, but just there's there's these questions about his judgment. And it's those things. I mean, the the thing is that stuff tends to pan out like when you have these concerns right. in the draft, those guys tend it, to ha- be problems. It
1: tends to trend this way. Yeah. right? Like, oh, even if he's not always doing something, he's finding himself in this situation all the time, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's sort of what we're talking about.
0: Anyway, to kind of sum this up, to wrap it up, um, you know, judgment, judgment may be a problem in the future, like we were just talking about. Right. Um, you know, this, it's a huge mess for people to sort out. The guy needs better representation. He lost out on ten million dollars. Maybe it's like it's. It, this was the big drama of the of the the first night of the draft. God knows what's going to happen the rest of, <laughs> tonight and tomorrow.
1: I'd be amazed if anything <laughs> uh, equates to this level of drama. Yeah. But yeah. Um, certainly the draft is going to continue to be more and more of a spectacle every year. Like yeah. this is the type of thing that just adds to it next year. Yeah. Um, not that it was having any problem being a bigger and bigger spectacle. Anyway, yeah, for sure. From like the whole red carpet stuff that's going on. Yeah. And the the and, fact
0: like, they drew the you know, thirty-one picks out into two out two plus hours of. Of TD, too, right? You know,
1: right. So, yeah, feel bad for the guy. Um, you know, rooting for him to be like an awesome Pro Bowl player, like yeah. you know, just for the sake of like not having this be the embodiment of the rest of his career. Um, yeah, yeah. what was
0: the last? Uh, oh, I guess there's a parallel in Miami where Dan Marino, the rumors came out about him using cocaine and he dropped to Miami, right?
1: Yeah,
0: uh, back in 84, 80, what, 83, Three?
1: yeah,
0: yeah, um. I'm trying to think of any any other kind of like big drops, like anything like this. Or I mean, was this is kind it have, of. Might have
1: been eighty. Eighty two. No, I mean it, it was. Yeah, it was yeah. one of those. Yeah. But
0: um. Anything like is, what's the last thing that was like this that happened in the draft? I can't think of anything. Um,
1: so, I mean Ra- Randy Moss, you know, had some had some issues. He was kicked off Florida State, uh-huh. um, where he had a full ride to, and then was gonna. I, I'm trying to piece together the exact timeline. I don't know if he had. He was gonna go to Notre Dame, and then Notre Dame pulled out because they heard some things, and then Uh he was gonna go to Florida State, and then ended up getting kicked off Florida State, and then found his way to Marshall. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's extreme in terms of like playing on three different college teams. Um, Yeah,
0: and but lots of lots of guys have problems in college, right? You know, they kind of bounce around or something. Yeah, but like on a draft night to have something, or like in the like the couple of days before the draft, maybe. Yeah, yeah, no, nothing, nothing that
1: nothing this damaging all of a sudden. Yeah, certainly no. Yeah, um, that I can remember guys slide every year that's not what yeah. we're talking about we're talking about like the associated drama with all this
0: i mean it's i guess it's it's all enabled by social media right
1: it's true thanks
0: obama oh god that doesn't make any sense no <laughs> all right anyway are we have we have we it to death i think
1: we've we've been fully tunseled
0: all right yeah. I gotta get my tonsils out
1: yeah it was <laughs> if you will
0: Oh, man. Should we talk about some football? We can do that. Yeah, let's talk about so, football. That's what he should have been doing at the press conference last night. But that's what we're going to do. So,
1: Starboard everybody knows
0: that uh, the Rams took Joey Bosa, number one overall. Oh, no. Oh, that didn't happen. Remix. Yeah, I know. Like, actually, anyway. <laughs> that's a total complete tangent. But, um, there are a couple things. I mean, just, I've, I don't remember a, a draft with this many trades in the first round.
1: Yeah, I don't know what the what the book is on that on what the what the record is, but there were a lot. I mean, if you count, especially if you count the ones that happened pre-draft, there were three yeah. pre-draft trades. Yeah, you know that's that's a lot in right. the first place. And then during the first round, you know, you had teams moving up and moving back and everything like that. So, yeah, there were a lot of trades um, altogether.
0: Yeah, yeah, and just in the first round, you know, Titans, um, they backed out to give the Rams the number one pick. Uh, Eagles traded up to get the number two pick. Um, the number eight went from the Dolphins to the Eagles to the Browns, right, in a yep. series of trades. I mean, there were, yeah, I mean, just crazy. One, two, three, four, five. I don't even, I can't even keep track of all the trades. It just like seemed like every every round, every time they'd, they'd be like, you know, so-and-so on the clock, and like half the time it was like, trade! Yeah. So it's, like, and it's, kind of, it's kind of exciting because you're like, oh, what are they trying to do, you know? And it, that's it's actually, it almost makes it more fun because then you're like, you're reading the tea leaves of, oh, they, they're trying to get ahead of this team because they have this need that they're in their, in their division or whatever the, the dynamics are, you know?
1: Yeah, I think... Who are they trying to go up and, and get? And the, the fun part about trades is that there's always got to be, you know, like the buyer and the seller, but there's always mm-hmm. a, a kicking off point of like, well, why is someone trying to initiate a trade? Mm-hmm. Is it the team that has the slot saying, well, the person we want is, is falling <clears throat> and we think we can get them later? Yeah is there someone that is also falling that we didn't think would fall and that we could use as a selling point to get someone to buy in mm-hmm. and trade up? There's always gotta be you know, that team that has interest as well. Yeah. Um, so like the the sort of inherent timing of it is really always fascinating to me mm-hmm. in terms of like knowing when to sell. It's like stocks, right? You're like, yeah. oh, I know exactly, I, I gotta know when to sell and there's a breaking point, but there's still gotta be someone that's willing to buy when yeah. you're selling. So, well,
0: and a lot of the talk during these, as these trades were going on and the analysts are, are talking is that oh you know this person they've already slid past where we thought they would go or where we had them graded you know there's different ways of grading right there's yeah. like who you actually think is going to go to certain teams that's one way like mock drafts right yep. and then there's the just best players like how you just grade them overall right. or grade them within you're, a position you're bored yep. yeah um, and, but it seemed like <laughs> the thing, the thing it was kind of I was actually thinking about this as, as I was watching it last night I was like how can all of these people be slipping? Like, how are they, like, there's, we've already talked about like 12 people who are slipping who all should have gone in the top six. That's, that doesn't make sense. The math doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know, but so it's like maybe they're picking and choosing which grading scheme they're using when, so that they can make everything seem more dramatic. You know, like oh, well, you know, Miles Jack slipping because of yeah. his knee, like all the way out of the first round.
1: Yeah, I think um, part of it was the, the sort of perfect storm that it was too, was just that, and when you talk about the boards everyone has, I mean, people probably had you know both quarterbacks somewhere on their board, but they didn't have them top one or two necessarily. Yeah. Um. Unless you were one of the first two teams, right? Or just saying, that that fits one of our biggest needs. So right away, when the first two picks aren't necessarily affecting your overall board, mm-hmm. you're gonna start to see people slide out of their slots because they're just further into you're further into the draft than you thought you were gonna be mm-hmm. talking about the same players, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, yeah. Thinking that you know. Tulsa's going to slip or or Ronnie Stanley's going to be there. Um, you know, yeah, he was taken at six. Um, the next tackle taken was at eight. Yep. You know, <clears throat> could have been either one of them. Or guys, you know, uh, like whether or not Ezekiel Elliott had gone four, where would he have slipped mm-hmm. to? Would people have been trying to sell to trade up for him? So that's part of the fun about the draft for me is just watching teams maneuver, mm-hmm. um, watching them like just, you know, be willing to take a risk and like go all in, um, or in terms of a bigger trade, like the top two teams made, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's the smaller trades that, like, uh, we saw uh, later in the 20s, you know, the uh, the Redskins traded back one pick, mm-hmm. uh, with the Texans, yeah, for some reason, just traded back one pick and got a six round pick out of it and still drafted the guy they wanted to take, probably.
0: Well, probably. I mean, they, you know, they, yeah, both those picks ended up being wide receivers, right? Yeah. So, um, they must have had some tip that, that Houston wanted Fuller, in order, but in, and they wanted Doxson Like they, and it's like, oh well, why don't we trade back? And yeah, but why would Houston move up? That's for that? the thing. You know? like
1: there must have been some spin out there saying, oh, the Redskins are looking at both, and Houston's like, well, we for sure want Fuller more than Doxin, so Yeah, it's a, we it's have a, to make a move. That's the, a pretty curious one. The to smoke go. screens are always interesting yeah. too, right? Um,
0: yeah, Washington must have been selling Houston, putting rumors out that they yeah, that they wanted yeah. their guy, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's always interesting.
0: Um, now you know it's the first round, so every team got better, right?
1: You'd hope so. Yeah. <laughs> You'd hope so, right? Yeah.
0: Uh, but who got the most better? Mm. Like, who would you, like, who do you kind of, who do you really like? At, like, what, which picks do you think are actually like, really solid picks for the team and the scheme and all that stuff?
1: I mean, it's hard not to say Dallas. Yeah. Getting getting a like a potential workhorse running back again behind their offensive line and mm-hmm. you know plugging into that that system.
0: Yeah, I have, um, I I would agree with that. I mean, he's one of the pr- probably most dynamic like difference makers in the whole draft. Yeah. And he's going to a good team. They probably shouldn't I mean they wouldn't have been drafting that, that high if, if Romo had if Ro- hadn't Romo and Dave Bryant
1: his. both got hurt last year, so yeah, that that right? contributed to it. But they're not a fourth overall draft pick team.
0: No, not at all. It's a lot more like, you know, getting picked up by somebody who's, you know, picking twenty third or something, right? Yeah. Um so and they got you know, one of the best players in the draft. So yeah, yeah I would say that they, they scored. They did. Yeah. Well, that was a good, good one for them. Um, you know, I mean, I was also thinking last night, as I was watching this, that a lot of, there were a lot of happy quarterbacks, mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, like there were a lot of tackles going, you know, like even like the Zico Elliott pick, that's, that's got to make Romo happy. Right. Um, you know, that, the and then the, when the wide receivers started coming off, you're like, oh, RG3 just got really happy, yeah, right? right. Like <laughs> Corey Coleman, like looking from 15, um,
1: 15 to uh, what, twenty? Yeah, twenty-three is kind of that was the range for all the receivers. Yeah. So RG3, Brock, Os- Brock
0: Osweiler is a happy guy,
1: right? RG3 is happy. Um,
0: Kirk Cousins happy.
1: Osweiler, Cousins, uh, Bridgewater, Bridgewater, you know, yeah. all, all happy. Yep. Um, in in regards to that, like I think that a team that really just helped themselves was was the Texans we were just talking about, mm-hmm. like. Yeah they know they don't need to add a lot on defense they've right got a, they've got a pretty elite defense um you know you need to like be able to score points uh, better than they have been able to um they clearly like were sort of the the spotlight was put on them in the playoff game you know we just mm-hmm. like they were just lacking a quarterback they just didn't yeah. have what it what they felt like was a good enough player to win Yep, they go, and they, you know,
0: they, and then now they're they're set at quarterback right. maybe. I mean, we don't really know. Yeah. yeah, we don't know that much about Osweiler, but yeah. he this year they're not going to be looking for another quarterback. Right. So now they can focus on other other things, and they're yeah. they're pretty set at wide receiver.
1: Well, now now, so I'm saying you combine this as like sort of the and this isn't the last pick they're going to have, obviously, but yeah. like the last of like like three or four steps of moves. Where you you get Osweiler, you think you have a quarterback in him. That's fine. You add Lamar Miller, you think you got a, a yeah. starting running back there. Um, you know you <clears throat> you now add Will Fuller as another complement to that offense. Like I think they're they're certainly not far in terms of like adding all of the normal pieces that you want to add when you're trying to actually put an offense together that scores points and you know gives your defense a break every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, you know something. Could um, sort of still touching on you know teams that took receivers um you don't get to say this all that often i like what the browns did yeah they they traded back oh man and they got a bunch of picks yeah. over the next two drafts yeah um they still get an impact wide receiver who's who's really raw by all all, all like all perspectives on on kind of what he needs to work on mm-hmm. but um was super productive in college yeah no like our
0: speed guy least, right
1: speed guy at least already familiar with um some of the system that RG3 is going to be running to some degree. Hugh Jackson runs more of a West Coast offense, but um, even that is not so much of a stretch. Uh, yeah, the route tree is a little different, but, I mean, he, he can learn, you mm-hmm. know, how to do that. His uh,
0: first year, his responsibility isn't going to be the full route tree. Right. It's going to we be take the top so. off the defense.
1: It's going to be just run fast <clears throat> just yeah. fly down the field <laughs> and just do that. Um, but, but RG3 I mean,
0: can get the ball to him. I mean, he's, yeah. you know, if he has time he can get it downfield. So that's... Yeah, I think they're... And they... this in terms of... Like the general manager should get some kind of like star, like gold star or something for you. Right. You know, the lead up to the draft and then yesterday too. So they're stockpiling picks. Yeah. And so if they can actually turn those into good players, I mean, maybe the Browns can finally turn it around.
1: I mean, you, you got to think that a great <clears throat> draft is usually when you have like, I don't know, let's say you make seven or eight total picks. Yeah. Getting three starters out of that yeah whether they're pro bowl level or just you know impact guys whatever three starters is usually like a good draft Mm -hmm. if you get above three starters it's you start talking about a great draft and whatnot yeah just the fact that they have this many picks i mean statistics starts to play a a part in there where you're like you're not gonna blow every pick i hope you know so like (laughs) You're setting yourself up. You're not to the like, Browns. Oh, oh. wait. <laughs> so you know you're not setting yourself up to just miss every pick. Yeah. You know you've got like more chances uh, to to hit on these and, and fill some of the voids. So some teams that didn't kind of address what they should have, at least in the spot they were in. Mm-hmm. Um, I sort of a head scratcher with Atlanta. Um, I felt like while they do have needs in the secondary, they probably needed a pass rusher.
0: More. More. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, or may, that's where the inherent stuff with the draft comes into play, that's, too.
0: That's, and it's weird, because they were picking high enough. There, there were good pass rushers there, but they must have just had Neil graded higher, yeah, they, right? They probably, you know, they just maybe they're being go by disciplined. your board, right? And, yeah.
1: and you go, hey, you know, we're going we're gonna to roll with our board. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, guys like Shaq Lawson, um, even...
0: Uh, Isn't Darren Lee kind of a pass rusher? Darren
1: Lee's a pass rusher. Uh, definitely an edge-style pass rusher. Mm-hmm. Um... <coughs> You know, Vernon Butler that went at the end of the, or near the end of the first round. Mm -hmm. I mean, and and all, like, the, all the D linemen from Alabama that were just, like, you know, apparently sliding down the draft for Mm -hmm. one reason or the other. I mean, I think any of those guys would have at least made more sense in terms of filling a need. Not that safety is not a need, but I just feel like the delta between, you know, like Neil in the first round being like, oh, he's a safety. We need a safety versus getting a pass rusher and next round getting a safety. Yeah, Yeah. Like, that to me. Because I, I just don't know what yeah. pass rushers are left in the second round. Yeah,
0: yeah, those are the those are the calculations teams have to make, and it's you know you don't really know for two or three years really sure. how it's going to pan out, right? Yeah. Um, so we should probably talk about the quarterbacks. Yep. Um, there were three quarterbacks taken in the first round, and um, you, do you want to talk about the first two? You, wanna, sure. you have your opinion about?
1: Yeah, I think. Um, how I think uh, the the consensus that we were hearing was. In line with what happened. You know, like a lot of people were saying, and, and uh, I was totally supportive of this too, like Goff's more a little more ready to start from day one. Yeah. Um, whoever goes to the Rams is probably going to have to start from day one versus, um, you know, Wentz going to Philly where there's presumed starters in place. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes more sense to... Take the guy that you can work on and has the higher ceiling, like Wentz, Mm -hmm. and give him the time to to develop and be ready to rock year two or whenever it ends up being. Um, You know, it just it makes a lot of sense both ways.
0: Yeah, Uh, I think it. I mean, it makes sense the way it went down, like for the reasons you're saying. You know, Jared Goff can walk in day one and play. Um, I I kind of feel like Carson Wentz could. He could walk in day one and hand off to Gurley. I think that would be fine.
1: I, I thought so too. <laughs> you <laughs> I mean, know, my... and
0: the, so and I think he has the higher ceiling. He's the better athlete, a bigger, yep. stronger guy. So, yep. um, you know, there's not as much tape on him. He also, you know, he's only averaging 200 yards a game. Yep. In college, so and he hasn't played that many games. So, you know, maybe that spooked people, but people right. seem to be pretty high on the guy. Yeah, I think. And it I it's, and I just think he fits the the Rams scheme. I better. I
1: wouldn't. I I felt like. The, my my outlook on it was if I was making the pick I would take Goff because it's the proven commodity at least to yeah. c- when you compare the two. But my like if I was gonna bet on it I would have bet that they take Wentz because I thought Wentz spoke more to the types of quarterbacks that Jeff Fisher usually goes for. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the analysts on NFL Network brought up a good point too. It's like you're the Rams you're the division with Seattle and with, yeah. and with, you know when you're trying to like create a team that can beat Seattle it's got to be a team that's constructed like Seattle you run the ball a ton, you yeah. play great defense, you take the ball away and you have a quarterback that's able to make these dynamic splash plays. Yeah. A la Russell yeah, Wilson. Yeah, like three or four plays a game. You don't and have to and like, just enough yeah. to, to either have them be big scoring plays or <clears throat> set up scoring plays, right? <clears throat> and not saying Wentz can just walk in and be Russell Wilson, but in terms of skill set, compares more to Russell Wilson than Goff does, obviously. <clears throat> like athlete, the better athlete, more mobile, yeah. throws on the run, all that stuff. Um, that would have made sense to me. But they clearly were like, hey, you know, um, maybe it lines up to another thing that uh I heard yesterday uh from I think it was Kurt Warner saying mm-hmm. uh, you know, you don't wanna take the risk pick and have it blow up in your face necessarily. Yeah, no you one ever to got take, fired
0: for hiring IBM either. You, but,
1: you, you know, wanna you wanna take the, the proven commodity and if that doesn't work then it's like, well, we thought we took the right guy, you know, and yeah. and that's more of a fair assessment. Yeah, sure. Right?
0: But it's, that's, that's picking out of fear. But I mean, it, it makes sense when you're like you have millions of dollars of salary. Yeah, yeah. Risk, right? <laughs> I mean,
1: it, it is picking out of fear. I'm not gonna say it's not. But at the same time, it's like when you when you're weighing out pros and cons. I mean, that's Pretty legitimate fear, That's yeah. a big thing. Yeah. It's you know? true.
0: Um, and golf being a you know from California and stuff, it's gonna be good for the filling seats and all that stuff too. Yeah. So yeah. Um, like who you know, are people from North Dakota really gonna travel
1: to LA to watch Wentz? They might. They love their bison. It's true. And <laughs> Bar was going crazy when they showed yeah, they, it. They were, yeah. They're like, awesome. oh my god, this has never happened to us. <laughs> yeah, it's legit. I I'm totally pumped on it. And yeah, you yeah. Know, like, it's it's good for both those guys. So,
0: to what extent does when I was watching the interviews with the two of the, two of them, I was like, I'd much like if I were a player, a fellow player. Yeah, I'd be like, Wences, he's he's cool. Like I could like he's he's, got, he's gonna keep the locker room loose, all you know, that stuff. And Goff is kind of like this like bored, like this.
1: Goff's more certainly more stoic, more like kind of the he's kind of more like he's going to walk the walk, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily talk the talk. Him,
0: yeah. People compared him to Joe Flacco in terms of personality. Is that?
1: Well, no, no. Wentz they were comparing to Flacco in terms of like big body and yeah. like, um, sort of like, uh, I think a lot of it had to do with just being a division two or, uh, oh, yeah, like yeah. One double a guy. Um, I think like Goff being compared to Matt Ryan actually makes a lot of sense in both like skill set and personality wise. Like, yeah. Ryan can be fiery at times, but that's only like in the last few years. Uh-huh. Prior to that, he was like always really stoic. Yeah. Always kind of like like Matty Ice. Ice, right? Yeah. And keeping it cool. Yeah. I think Goff is more of that type of like personality. Uh-huh. And that can work. I mean, you know, like you don't have to be like, you don't have to be the, the you don't have to be the loudest voice. To just, trying, just, to think, just, trying to
0: anticipate what the, uh, what the nicknames are going to be like, like Stan Goff, <laughs> Stan Goffish or something.
1: He's dead, Gothfish. That's terrible. That was awful. Yeah, that was bad. Um, I apologize. Uh, you should, you should make sure that everyone hears that apology. Mm. Uh, I I think personality, though, I agree with what you're saying. Wentz has more personality, yeah. and that's clear. And maybe that's like what you want. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't, I don't second guess that either. He's gonna need to keep a personality in Philly, um, of all places, because yeah. of that fan base. And that's
0: why I also thought he fit, fit better in L.A. too. Like yeah. he's like a fun. He's always smiling and stuff. Right. Would, and
1: Goff is like the, nothing bothers me. Like, yeah. Even the fans in Philly don't bother me. Type. Right. Like, that'd
0: be, it'd be perfect. The, the, if the picks in the were snow. switched,
1: uh, I think it still would have made sense. Yeah. that's yeah. The, that's And that's something you don't get to say a lot with two quarterbacks going back to back, right? Like when Mariota and Winston went last year, yeah. like I felt like the Titans were the better situation for him. Right? Yeah. Uh, for, for Mariota. And I felt like Winston was a better fit in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. You just kind of they were slotted sort of already mm-hmm. mentally. Uh, when it was luck in RG3, yeah. I felt like there was no question that it was going to be luck. Um, number one. And yeah. that made sense because look what Indy's done with, with had done with Peyton Manning. Like they, mm-hmm. they clearly feel like they know as an organization how to groom a group of quarterback, blah, blah. Yeah. Meanwhile, look what the Redskins have done. They're like, we, they, they go for like the, the big money guys. They want to make splashes. Yeah. They go for the flashy kind yeah. of stylistic players. And that's what RG3 ended up being, you know, like all things aside of like how those players ended up, the personality types really fit as yeah. well, you know? So it's interesting. It's going to be awesome to see how this plays out. Cause if Philly can stash Wentz for a year or something like that, they could just have been like, they yeah. could have totally reset, you know, mm-hmm. um, their franchise, which again, the team hasn't been, they've been worse as of late, but over the trajectory of their last like what 10, 15 years, they're usually a playoff team. They're usually in contention for their division. I mean, they're they're you know not always a bad team perenni- perennially. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how it turns out.
0: Mm-hmm. So there's one other quarterback taken in the first round by the uh, those guys in the guys who just won that Super Bowl. Oh, those guys. Uh, <laughs> and then lost both their their top two quarterbacks. I. Um.
1: Yeah. I we were talking about this. I mean, Elway's just crafty. He yeah. just he just manages to like sort of put things together. So it, you can call it luck if you want. You can call it whatever, but whether it's his contingency plans actually like coming to fruition mm-hmm. or just him playing the averages and playing the odds yeah. and going like, hey, we can try and trade for a quarterback, but again, we're going to make sure that we're not over, overspending in terms of literal cap hit. We're not giving up too much in terms of draft picks. And if nothing, nothing works out, we're going like to roll Sanchez out there for a month or two months or yeah. whatever it ends up being, and one of the top, one of the, um, top four quarterbacks is going to fall to us. And, yeah. and it for sure played out that way. Mm-hmm. They waited until they were within, you know, both Paxton Lynch and Connor Cook were the best two remaining available quarterbacks. They both were on the board, mm-hmm. five picks within Denver's pick. And they're like, cool. We don't have a lot of needs per se. Yeah, Let's just go for it.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, they. what it says to me is that they really did their homework on those other quarterbacks because mm-hmm. they, they didn't panic, you know. Yeah. Um, they didn't, you know, jump up 10 spots or something. Um, I mean, they jumped up a few spots five spots but you know it's the in the, in the whole lead up like, because of all the, all these rumors of you know Fitzpatrick and Kaepernick and all these people that you know even Bradford like yeah. wanting out of Philly and maybe going to Denver yeah. all this stuff and yeah I think jo- John Elway it's been pretty impressive to watch him be a GM yeah and just the kind of like he's just like steady as you go I'm not gonna overpay people yeah and you know like I was saying to you earlier like I think because he is a former player he's like you're not worth that yeah and he kind of has the credibility to tell players that and like Oh, you're right, Mr. Super Bowl champion.
1: Well, and, and two years ago, they were in this arms race with New England, pulling in free agents left and right. Yeah. So we've seen them do two different, very different approaches. Yeah, exactly. in, in you know, not exactly like uh, not one offseason after the other. But, mm-hmm. I mean, that's not far from, yeah. you know, two offseasons ago. It's hard to argue with the results. I mean, spending all this Bowl. money and whatever. And then, you know, a Great year later, defense. it works out. You get a Super Bowl. Well, then this year, he's like, okay, cool. We're up against it in the cap. We, we know we have a need. Let's let's just figure it out and make it work. Yeah. And they just again, I think you, you put it perfectly. There's no panic.
0: Mm-hmm. There's
1: no like. There's no like. Um, just like residual like freak out move. Yeah. And just yeah, yeah. okay. One one of these three potential scenarios is gonna play out, mm-hmm. and they're happy with them. Yep. Yep. And I think they got a good quarterback. He's he's really raw in terms of like you know what he's got to work on. Mm-hmm. He took zero snaps from my understanding. Zero snaps from under center mm-hmm. um, in college. So he's gonna have to work on that. Um, you know, from a whole perspective of like making drops and yeah. like do and the, the mechanics yeah, and stuff involved. Sure. But conceivably, you're going to get time for him as well <laughs> to develop. Mm-hmm. And once you do, if the rest of his body of work stays the same, where he's like a really good athlete, he's six seven. Yeah, um,
0: he he's can... it's almost exactly the same size as Brock Osweiler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, and, has, and, he actually, if anything, he has he has like a slightly longer arms. Yeah, and but cut, otherwise they're six seven the same weight. He's same a better
1: thing. athlete. he's yeah. got a stronger arm. It's like. If it pans out, you upgraded,
0: yeah. and saved yourself save a
1: ton of money, all of that money.
0: Yeah, it's nuts. You save yourself a ton of money. Um, <laughs> how do you feel about uh, your uh, your Niners and how they did?
1: I um, understandably like heard some 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 negative um, you know inputs from you know just friends and, and and family. Kind of like our group threads kind of exploding as mm-hmm. the as the not not just their first pick, but then as their the, the inevitable trade. Um, yeah, so
0: so the Niners ended up with DeForest Buckner, defensive end at number 7 and then Joshua Garnett, an offensive guard at number 28.
1: Yeah. Um long like long story, long story short, I like those picks. I like mm-hmm. both of them. I think you look at this team from last year, couldn't rush the passer really well. Mm-hmm. Um, that affected coverage, that affected your whole defense. Obviously, um I'm I'm a big believer in unless you're getting like a unless you're investing an early draft pick in a corner of the like of the 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 magnitude or gravity of, like, a Jalen Ramsey or a Patrick Peterson or, Mm -hmm. like, those, like, immediate shutdown number one corner guys. I believe in building a defense from the front seven Mm -hmm. uh, because it's chicken or the egg. If you can't cover, your pass rush doesn't matter how good it is. But if you can't pass rush, it doesn't matter how good your coverage is. Yeah. So I'd rather try and, like, have the bodies up front that you need to get to the passer.
0: Well, and I even – I don't think they are quite – I wouldn't quite uh, equivalent – Make those equivalent.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> to unawkward dies. That's ah damn it. Anyway, <laughs> you're drunk. Moving on. Yeah. I'm not. It's only anyway. Um, uh, but because I think you know, if you have good pass rush, yeah, it shortens the amount of time that the you know it doesn't matter if you if you guys can if they can only cover for two seconds, right? But you're getting to the quarterback in that yeah. time. Yeah. It's fine, right? Like right. you know, it, I think the having a strong line, especially, is going to yeah. really cover up a lot of deficiencies in the year, more so than the other way around
1: and so when i look at the overall needs that i felt like the niners needed to address um not just in the first round but the whole draft i feel like pass rusher whether it's outside linebacker defensive end and offensive line were two huge just glaring weaknesses Mm -hmm. yeah they still need like a receiver would be great um more corner depth like there's still a lot of needs obviously but you only have one or two only have one pick to make so you take one need at a time hopefully exactly and you know I think you addressed it with with uh, with DeForest Buckner. Um, he gets to team up with last year's first round pick, which is mm-hmm. another giant defensive end from Oregon. Yep. You've got two six seven, three hundred pound defensive ends now. God. I mean, this is what you're talking about in terms of like Drew
0: Brees is going to hate these guys. Drew
1: Brees is going to absolutely hate it. Um, <laughs> but you know, you 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 want to you want to be able to do that, and you've got these two hopefully like menacing defensive ends now to to build off of. And free up stuff for like Navarre Bowman and, and guys mm-hmm. to to make tackles, and then they traded up from um, essentially their second round pick spot. They basically they gave that and uh, a fourth round and a sixth round to Kansas City for Kansas City to trade out of the first round mm-hmm. and for the Niners to jump into Kansas City spot. Um, I think the timing of that tells a little bit about not just whether or not they really like this um, uh, this Garnett. Garnett kid from Stanford mm-hmm. I think it also what we were talking about earlier with trades when they happened it says a lot about them too in terms of tea leaves yeah I think they were worried that someone was going to take them mm-hmm. not just in the second round before them but at the end of the first yeah and you know you you watch what happens with like um when you're playing in a division that has Arizona and has Seattle mm-hmm. you've got to try and like sometimes just get ahead get in their way is your best move? Yeah, yeah, and, and that's exactly
0: who they jumped in front of, and yeah. they
1: jumped in front of Arizona and Seattle, and ended up, uh, and who did it? And who did Seattle end up taking? A guard. Yeah, chances are they were going to take this kid from Stanford. Yeah, that's. I think sure. I don't think that's far fetched at all. Mm-hmm. So the way I look at it is, instead of having a first pick and a second pick and a third pick and whatever else it breaks down, yeah, they're having two first picks and no second pick.
0: Which think, is probably which better. I think is fine. Right. Yeah, it's fine. Like,
1: like yeah, they could have taken maybe. Maybe they take Connor Cook, and that's your heir apparent to to Kaepernick after next year. Yeah, there's a lot of ifs, and there's a lot of like ways it could have worked out. I'm fine with that.
0: But yeah, when you lose your two starting guards in two years, in
1: two yeah, both off seasons know. they've lost two Pro Bowl guards. Yeah, you've got to try and replace you gotta, them. yeah, you got to do something. And yeah. they've tried to draft other guards and try and have like these yeah. sort of like longer term plays play out, but those haven't worked. Mm-hmm. So when things don't work, you just have to go back to the well, get another guard. Yep. Um, and everything I've heard about this guy is that he's like, um this total road grader uh, especially a run blocking mm-hmm. well chip kelly wants to run the ball
0: yeah
1: Trent balky wants to run the ball mm-hmm. we have carlos hyde and what and, and at what time if kaepernick's your starting quarterback when was he playing at his best when he had the great running game to go off of and yeah, he for go for sure. action yeah so like realistically the pick makes a lot of sense to me mm-hmm. and yeah. i feel like it's been a while since i was able to say like out of two choices i'm happy with both at the niners did. yeah that's that's
0: new i thought i mean i thought that, i thought it was a great move um you know they' addressed i mean you know the, the heart of your team on both sides of the ball and yeah. I, you know it, that's that's a very successful first round and,
1: and we've said it for you know- probably the whole time that we've been doing you know this podcast is that if you're not winning in the trenches you're not winning anything mm-hmm. like you're going yep. you, you just can't keep up, so it'd be interesting to see what happens if they Decide to trade back into the second round and maybe target another guy, mm-hmm. or if they just stay back and let the third round be their be their time, yeah, um, it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, looking into the second round, we we mentioned Miles Jack. I just mentioned Connor Cook. Mm-hmm. These are some guys that I think are going to go potentially yeah. early. I'd be interesting to see where Cleveland's got that first pick in the second round. Mm. Would be pretty amazing for them to just also get a quarterback. You oh know, yeah, and and just have them you know waiting in the wings. So much for RG three being happy. Uh yeah. <laughs> or or do they continue to be like, hey, one of you guys that wants a quarterback, we'll trade back again, and they'll just keep keep doing this this trade back move. Yeah. You know, I mean, you never know. End up
0: with no picks in the whole draft.
1: they have no picks until next draft, where they have all the every
0: picks. pick. <laughs> oh man, well it's um yeah tonight will be interesting too. It'll um. So tonight's rounds two and three, right? right. Uh, and I feel like this is where teams get a lot of value. You know, mm-hmm. these aren't the first round has all the kind of pageantry and everything, but yeah. this is where you build your team. These these two rounds are really rounds two where to you make like or break.
1: rounds two to like five, really. I feel like you know those are the ones that when you hit on those picks. Well, yeah, just... and
0: you know, when, in the later rounds, you're building depth, right? You know, or if you happen to hit on a on a star, then you're right. like, oh my god, it's yeah, great. But,
1: but I agree, rounds two and three that's where the that's where the the Bread and butter art, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. So, if we wrap this sucker up. I think we're all set. All right, thanks everybody. We'll, uh, you know, maybe do this again someday. Someday, we haven't, we haven't
1: even said the slant and go once in this. Shh. Oh, <laughs> I we're rebranding,
0: that. remember? I oh, no, dang. that's not true. We're st- still the slant and go. Find us on Twitter at the slant and go, not surprisingly. On Instagram at the slant and go, though we know never pop- post there, but on Tumblr. So if you just go to theslantandgo.com, you'll be taken to our Tumblr where you can find these fine podcasts, which you must have already done if you're listening to this. Never mind. Whatever.
1: Now you know <laughs> that we have no idea what we're talking about.
0: <laughs> oh, we, need, we, need, we need better representation. We need, we need Paul. That's true.
1: And we need Craig.
0: Yeah. We hope you, hope you like the episode, Craig.
1: Yeah. Sorry. This is the most we've talked about the Patriots in a long time. <laughs>
0: What <laughs> <I'm almost> was <laughs> up with that, too? Like, Tom Brady was, like, uh, like, came up, like, the whole night. Like, all day yesterday, it was, like, Tom Brady, this, Tom Brady, it's As like, much as possible. Talking about? He's not, like,
1: the Patriots aren't even drafting in the first round. They, they, it's, like, you can't talk about the draft and, I guess, not bring up how much of a steal he was. Yeah. I guess.
0: Compensatory play, pick, blah, blah, blah. And that terrible picture that they took of him. Oh, God. With his shirt off before like, the draft. Oh, God. Like, anyway. All right. Horrible. All right. Before anyway. this goes to...
1: It goes even further to help. Yeah. All right. All
0: right. Signing off. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye.
1: Bye bye. Bye.